0: Learn more online at MediaMakingChange.org. I'm Carly Meisberger. Today we talk with Ben Pop from the Northwest Film Center.
1: This is Phil Bussey. It's X Ray FM, and this is the nonprofit Happy Hour. I'm joined by Ben Pop, who is the uh, uh, program director. There's more no. to your title.
2: I, I'm actually, my official title is the Filmmaker Services Manager.
1: Filmmaker Services Manager at, at Northwest Film. Um, so, but, but part of what you do is manage I, festivals.
2: I, I, well, yes. And I, I program, but it's primarily the, all the regional films. So all, uh, a large component of the Northwest Film Center Forever has been the supporting of Northwest filmmakers. Um, and so that's, that's my role.
1: So so let's start there maybe. Why why is the Northwest a good place to make films? Or is is it a good place to make films? Sure.
2: I think it's a fantastic place to make films. Um, you know, I, I feel like it's always sort of had that fun DIY aspect similar to places like Austin or other communities that just it's like Grab a super eight camera and grab something lo fi and just get with your friends and go start making some stuff. And I think there's enough people who have who are really creative for both costuming, for both stories, who can, you know, just come up with things on the fly and everyone just has a really good time and as well as music, there's so many fantastic musicians here, so it's easy to kinda of like, you know, slap these things together. Um, that being said, of course, not everything's fantastic but that's what it's all about it's about just making those things and
1: yeah i mean i guess let's talk about that too is i mean is it about the producer or is it about the audience i mean what what everything that you just talked Mm -hmm. about was was about the production side Mm -hmm. uh and northwest film does support that with classes and with screenings um but how much of this also is about uh entertaining or educating an audience
2: I think that's a a big, growing thing that's something that I'm really interested in. When I started at the Film Center, you know, getting audiences, and I had seen it before even working there. I attended stuff. I myself had a screening there of my own work. Um, I remember seeing, you know, the, the size of the audiences are really much lower, and I think that really is attributed to this idea that people assume that if a film is made in their backyard, locally regionally whatnot it's not nearly going to be as good as a film out of la or new york or wherever so how then to change audiences perceptions of what that is and so that's that's a project actually that i had kind of co-started with um the oregon Make creative foundation um the portland circuit and that idea was essentially well hey let's take Let's take a locally made film, let's play it in four different theaters around the the city in one consecutive week. And kind of like pushing that sort of element of, hey, people, this is worthwhile to see. So it's not just like, here's a one-off, you only get to see this film once and then never again, maybe, saying, well, this film is worthwhile of a run. And we're starting to see, actually, people kind of respond to this. We're seeing people understand that there is something going on here. And you know, I I do think the other flip side of that is I think with the the advances of technologies and everything like that, you're seeing people kick out these amazing works that are they would not have been able to do like five years ago too.
1: Yeah, and I mean, and going going to some of the the first points that you were making, uh, that that puts the Northwest Film Center and and um, y- you all that work there in the role as being curator. Yeah. And and that's a that's a tricky role. Yeah, uh, it very much is. I mean you, you essentially are a gatekeeper of I mean you you have to create a bond of trust with the audience that they say they've seen that 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 your stamps on it that that you've approved it that you're screening it and that they're going to trust that that means it's good mm-hmm. uh or or entertaining or there's some value to it because otherwise i mean like you said a lot of these films aren't maybe necessarily done by known quantities they're not done by known directors sure. yet or known actors in them um that, I, I'm sure that generates some discussions at the office.
2: Uh, it very much does, you know, and I think it generates discussions in the, the community at large, too. Um, I think as artists in general, artists sort of have to deal with that just that aspect of like, I've made this work, now where do I get it shown? If you're a painter, you can even, I mean, if you're not in a gallery, you can go to a coffee shop, great. If you're a filmmaker, you can go to other places. There's other smaller venues, um, places that you can get the work screen. And and I encourage people to do that. It is true in the sense with this larger theater, this kind of more professional um, screening atmosphere, that we do have to put a little bit more of a, a stamp on it, if you will. But, I personally am under the the feeling that there's works that are like very, very highbrow and fantastic, and there's works that are a little rough around the edges, and those works that are rough around the edges can be just as amazingly good as those other ones because they have heart, they got soul, there's something to it. And I think that's something that we like to we look for certainly we 're looking for variations on style we 're looking to see like what how are people doing things differently what are they are they trying out things differently are they working with a different medium or f- combining things um, but also beyond that too like who the, who are these filmmakers you know in regards to that gatekeeper thing I think that 's a very valid thing of thinking about. Who is it that we're trying to elevate to? You know, of course there's the same old, same old, you made this film, this is fantastic. But we want to also bring in people who their unique styles and vision, even though even I, for example, might be like kind of confused by it. I'm not coming from their particular perspective and they have a very unique interesting perspective and that style and that perspective is something very
1: very worthwhile to be seen by other people and 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 part of that role of let's let's call it the gatekeeper um i, I do you do you feel like Northwest Film Center has a brand that they're they're sort of that, that the gate has been allowing uh certain types of films through like you said the films that maybe have heart to them and soul to them not necessarily artistic but but you're looking mm-hmm. for a a type of film. Um in the past, I think Northwest Film Center has been very expansive. You have the uh you have you have a number of different uh festivals. Mm-hmm. The real music, which we'll mm-hmm. talk about in a bit, which is music films, mm-hmm. uh the international film mm-hmm. festival. Um is there a are there adjectives you can use to describe the brand hmm. of Northwest film? Like that's a tricky question. That is a
2: tricky question. Um you know i I'm not sure I really can you know there's there's a particular I think I think there there is currently this sort of um, thinking about types of works that might be a little bit more um, introspective or introspective um, but they're also pushing boundaries and challenging um, I think in the past there's been maybe a little bit more geared towards um, just straightforward audience appreciation for the members, um, which is totally fine. But I think there's also, in the last few years, you know, the Film Center kind of went through some big changes with the old director leaving. And I think that kind of within that space, you had people in the community, people who were working there sort of say, well, hey, now we have an opportunity to sort of like, shift this dialogue a little bit to what is what is cinema and i think this really goes down to the the heart of where people are getting their films to because you have people who have so many variations of access now, with like things like you know, all, all these online streaming platforms, you know, Canopy, all these amazing things that are, are really fantastic. But it also then says, well, what about all these other people who can't get their work on those platforms or whatnot? What about that other work that those platforms are not looking towards? Perhaps we can, you know, be that that voice or that platform for them as well and mix those in.
1: Let's let's talk maybe some specifics there. I mean, so so right now the real music festival is going on and, and that's been years. 20, yeah,
2: that's thirty seven.
1: Right thirty seven. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's that's even longer than I than I had thought. And <laughs> and you know, and, and it seems like so these are Music, uh, rock and jazz, and blues to the to large extent. To a
2: large extent, yeah. There's a few, you know, I think there's definitely some uh, gospel in here. Um, and uh, some, I, I think, alternative, like a couple other stories, you know, that are um, like there's one, uh, it's called uh, Other Music, that's about a record store called Other Music in New York that shut down in 2016. Um, it's a really fascinating look on um, this small. Independently owned record store right across the street from I think it was Tower and like you know how they really kind of like brought a group of um, community together as well as musicians who could perform in the store um, and again, almost back to what I was talking about with the the various streaming platforms, you know how they then had to deal with you know the consumption of music shifts and how that and and ultimately kind of led to that store having to close essentially.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and I, I, movies like that that uh, Northwest Film Center is picking for the Real Music Festival, I find really interesting because mm-hmm. uh, there are so many rock music documentaries, and they're <laughs> often the same arc of meteoric rise, uh, <laughs> yeah. some sort of crash and burn. I mean, enough so that, I mean, Spinal Tap famously has has, has spoofed mm-hmm. that idea, but the films that are the Real Music are the bulk are really different from that you know there there's one that's playing uh mr jimmy yeah i believe in so this is a a young boy in tokyo obsessed with the young with with jimmy page uh, and and uh is i mean is this a real story yeah
2: or- it's a real story and i think you know that's sort of like this wonderful thing so beyond just like yeah here's your standard people here's someone who's a sort of outsider artist that these people are just as I mean, if I don't know, the one could say even better, more interesting than your standard other biopic,
1: right? I mean, right? Then that's that's uh, that's a film a lot more about cross pollination of cultures, yeah, and totally. You know, that's that's I, I I love that you guys are picking those. How talk to us about the selection process? How does how does that happen? Do, are films coming to you? Are you guys searching these films out, and then. S- What's
2: the selection? So um, festivals like real music. It's more of a um, a curatorial process. There's not we we don't have an open call for that. Um, So it's 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 a large portion of seeing what has played at other festivals, seeing what distributors might have, seeing what is being made locally, um, and then trying to call all of that together. so it's a, and and that's that's always been a kind of interesting component because calling it a festival sort of implies that it might be an open call, but it's really not. It's it's kind of more just a, uh, yeah.
1: An and called festival. Uh, yeah, and another movie I want to point out uh, the the unicorn. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, and the, and and that seems to have also come out of this genre of of movies are searching for Sugarman a number of years ago that was shortlisted for the best documentary the Oscars uh which was about a, a musician that had sort of been lost in the shuffle of time A uh, band called Death was about a, a punk band out of yeah, Detroit uh, um, uh three black brothers uh which was very much outside the genre or the the stereotype of of punk music and the unicorn uh openly gay country western singer uh who sort of never really made it but it seems like um you know these discovery moments and again like a really different type of music film how do you do you know the story how that came to be at the festival
2: I don't actually. That's um. So our other main programmer, Morgan Ruff. That was uh. That was all him. So I gotta give major props to him for all of those. Um. Again, since I do a large portion of the regional programming, (laughs) I mean I'm very up on that. Um. We just do. It's 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 really wonderful how much film we screen and show. Um. And many times there'll be. Moments where someone says to me, "Oh, I saw that," and I'm like, "All right, that sounds great. Where did you see it? <laughs> oh, I saw it at the film center." Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you guys are very expansive in what you're doing. Uh, this this has to be one though that you were involved in, and and that I, I have tickets for is the uh, the the music videos.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, the Northwest Music Video Showcase. Oh yeah, no, that's um, I think this is the. Th- fourth year we have done this now and um it's always a free event it's always so much fun um it's usually around 25 music videos um free pizza um but it's it's, the wonderful thing about that is that again you know we go from rock to rap to country to weird noise obscure stuff and everything in between and it's really more about the music videos it's really about the, the directors and what they do and then seeing how those all kind of flow. So while you might have the uh, the musicians there kind of like standing around, it's more about the music uh, the music video directors and I think that's a, a really fun thing.
1: Yeah, and and a, a cool um vantage point into I mean both music but the filmmaking of this region
2: oh yeah I think music videos is a massive component of this region I think there's so many people making music videos and and again going back to there being so many musicians here it's just a natural kind of fit um, And there's always, you know, it's funny, there's always the discussion panels afterwards or Q&A where someone's talking about like, oh, how do you get paid? And then, of course, all the music director's like, you don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Ben Pop is the, let's see if I can get this right, the Filmmaker Services Manager. Yes. <laughs> all right, for Northwest Film. Uh, you brought some music in for us, talking about uh, music videos. What you got?
2: Oh, well, music videos here. Why don't we play uh, Amenta Abioto's Plant It? It's a new one, local. Excellent.
3: Writings in the leaves Looking for the breeze Wisdom takes a home.
1: This is Phil Bussy. It's the nonprofit Happy Hour on X Ray FM. We're talking with Northwest Film Center's Filmmaker Services Manager Ben Pop. Um, I wanna, I wanna. Let's change gears a little bit. We've been talking about some of the the curating and the 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 genres of films, but <clears throat> let's talk maybe a little bit administrative. So y- you guys have a new executive director. He touched on that a mm-hmm. bit. That's a big deal. You had the same mm-hmm. executive director at Northwest Film for thirty, like thirty nine years, forty wow. years. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, somebody new at the helm, mm-hmm. what, what are you seeing at the changes or what can people expect to be yeah. experiencing for changes?
2: Well, I think the biggest change is going to be with the uh, 43rd Portland International Film Festival that's actually combining the Northwest Filmmakers Festival, which was the festival that was largely regional based. So that was the one that I always oversaw. But now that's kind of sandwiched into the Portland International Film Festival. So we're going to be having, and that festival is going to be shorter, but it's going to be more of a um, a collaboration between regional filmmakers and international filmmakers. That festival, while it's always been um, heavy on just audience approval um meaning you know it's like hey just come watch films um now we're going to have panels we're going to have workshops um there's going to be artist talks there's going to be you know meeting with industry people we're going to have things that are outside of the the film realm we're going to have um a large uh podcast um, we're going to be having um Large-scale projections, courtesy of the mobile projection unit. Um, we're going to be having you know, different parties and things. So it, the festival is going to be much more robust in regards to a kind of normal film festival, if you were. Um, and and I,
1: I just want to pause and pick out a, yeah. a few of those things. So uh, you're going to have panels and workshops f- yeah. for the filmmakers or for the general public?
2: They're for, it's for the general public okay. I mean the filmmakers of course you know, by all means but we very very much want the general public to be a part of it um, one big component of this actually that I'm pretty excited about and some of my colleagues are excited about is one thing that the Northwest Filmmakers Fest used to do was an unconference I don't know if you ever remember that but it was uh, everyone would get together they put ideas out there the ideas are kind of trickled down into a few themes people scatter into different rooms discuss, come back and whatnot. So, we're going to bring that back, and this is going to be the sustainability and ethics unconference. Okay. And the idea that this is going to be more along the lines of how, how in the local atmosphere of production, are we working to bring in more um, diversity, more inclusion, but also working on sets with people so people are aware of um, other people's and whatnot. And so, but then on top of that, how is how is, as this community grows filmmaking wise, can we? Make it so it's a place that people feel like this is something they can do. Um, how can the, the state and the city, how can these other places support the film world but on this other level that we're going at it, not just in uh, the commercial realm?
1: And then, and then you said there are also going to be some events that are sort of outside of the film world what 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 is that and, and you mentioned like podcasts what, what else yeah are we looking at so
2: we're gonna be having um john cameron mitchell is gonna be doing a nine-hour podcast performance of anthem um okay. so that's gonna be pretty <laughs> amazing right, uh, yeah
1: <laughs> that, that tell and, and say what that is so like that starts in the morning and goes all day or or It's what?
2: gonna be yeah so it's basically gonna start in the morning go throughout the day um there's People are going to be able to sit there and hang out. Hopefully, it'll be comfy chairs. Um, and, but it's it's going to be a, a fun extra event. Um, but then, yeah, like uh, music. Uh, we're going to be having uh, as part of our we're having guest curators come in. One of the guest curators is local Reese Bowes. Um Reese does a lot of uh, amazing visual work, but audio work, and he's going to be doing a performance of his uh, performance of his. Um, of his <laughs> no, visual right, right, work right. and whatnot.
1: And 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 is this something that other festivals, I mean is this cutting edge for for film festivals that it's not it's no longer just about collecting a number of films and screening them but it <clears throat> that that people are expecting the interactiveness that there is supposed to be more than entertainment and presentation happening.
2: I think it goes hand in hand with the the changing structure of film in general and storytelling in general. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, again with the so many variations of platforms where people can get stuff. To just have a festival where people come watch things, that may be fine. But in the long run, you need to be able to sell tickets. You need to be able to sell passes. You need butts and seats. And so. Really, kind of turn this thing on its head, and make it a much more robust, interactive, playful, fun experience. That's that's gonna do that, and and it's and it's going to enrich just everyone's experience of what it means to um, experience uh, the moving image.
1: And I, we're gonna just round out our discussion. I want to talk a little bit about you. I mean, so you have an MFA from the Art Institute of Chicago. I do. Was there a Midwest style that that you found at the Art Institute of Chicago? Mm. Uh, and and can you compare that to what you found? I mean, you talked a little bit at the beginning of the the show about the Northwest style, but how do those fit together?
2: Well, I think what's really interesting in that sense is when I... um, There was a style out there that I felt was a little bit more um, uh, off-the-cuff, kind of, if you will, a little kind of more um, dirty um, which I really enjoyed. And when I first moved to Portland 13 years ago, um, it was there, but there's also there's this very strong, kind of more cleaner style of production here. And I do think it... I, I've personally wondered if that has more to do with all of the um, creative agencies and ad stuff that we have going on here. And that makes complete sense. But there's also that element of people doing the DIY stuff, But it's been and it's been tricky to kind of discover, find those elements of those different people. Um, So, and there are there are events where you can find that, um, and and then trying to through the film center provide both of those and whatnot. Um, That's kind of a weird answer there. No, Um, it's
1: it's an interesting. It it makes me, uh, you know, I think there's it makes me recognize. Uh, the impact that that places like Wyden Kennedy and other ad agencies have on the filmmaking world here, Mm -hmm. which I think can sometimes be uh, overlooked.
2: Well, because everyone's kind of like, when it comes down to it, unfortunately, job-wise, they're like, well, I also need to put this on a director reel. How am I going to make any money if I still want to be creative? Oh, well, I need to get hired. Mm -hmm. So these guys aren't going to hire me if they just see this hand-processed, you know... R- random whack outness. I mean maybe they will for all I I could be completely wrong, but um, <laughs> my assumption is that's not the case.
1: Right, and I mean there there is more stability job-wise in in the ad agencies Certainly. than there is in in sometimes in the creative world and and right, and when it comes down to it this there is art and there is uh uh, uh simply making a living. Yeah. And those are, you know, those are hard impulses sometimes to bring together in the same space. Yeah.
2: Um, And I just got a plug, so that's actually going to be one of the panels we're going to have. It's (laughs) going to be called Compartmentalizing Creativity. It's all about um, folks that are working in those two spheres and trying to discuss how is it that I'm still able to be creative, have my own voice, while also kind of working in this commercial realm.
1: So. Northwest film center has been such a great institution for the city and for the region. I'm, and I'm just, I'm uh, thank you, Ben, for coming in and talking because I'm yeah, so excited so about uh, this current and next chapter. It just sounds yeah. like there's so much that's popping over there.
2: Yeah. Good one. <laughs> um, no, it very much is. And it's not a play on your lap. No, it really, it, it really is. And um, it, it's really interesting. So, for example, the Portland International Film Festival, the website for it and the theme about it is Cinema Unbound, and so that's going to be, I think, the the, LART, the next focus of everything. It really is expanding outside, so it's all unbound
1: now. So, Ben Pop is Filmmaker Services Manager at Northwest Film. Thanks for coming in.
2: Thank you so much, Phil.
0: The Nonprofit Happy Hour is made possible by Beneficial State Bank, a certified B Corp, that holds to what it calls a triple bottom line of social justice, environmental well-being, and economic sustainability. If your organization or business is interested in underwriting our show, please email phil at mediamakingchange.org. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a production of the Media Institute for Social Change and KXRY Radio, X-Ray FM. Our host is Phil Bussey. Our executive producer and editor is me, Carly Meisberger archives of past shows can be found on our soundcloud page questions comments or ideas about the show can be sent to info at mediamakingchange.org thanks for tuning in